Blog Talk Radio.
Take it all away, take it all away till all that's left is true. And the sun fly down from heaven. Search me, search me. I'm open, I'm open. Search me, search me. Search me, search me. You're the only one qualified. You're the only one qualified. Cause you made me, you made me. Cause you made me.
in the name of Jesus. I thank you on tonight, Father God, for allowing me this opportunity once again to come before your people to tell them what God says, the Lord. I thank you for giving us this word on tonight, for demonstrating it on tonight, God, that somebody may get what they need from this word, God, to change the atmosphere of their home, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. You know what they're dealing with behind closed doors, Lord. Therefore, you brought, you brought this word forth for them. And I thank you, Lord, tonight for everybody that's listening, whether they're whether they listen tonight live or they will be listening another night on the replay. I give you honor and praise for them. And I pray on tonight, God, that you will get the glory. To you be all the glory tonight, God. Use me however you see fit on tonight. In the name of Jesus, amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Prolific Fire, everybody. I am your humble host, Prophet Stacy. Thank you for taking the time to join me on tonight. I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing unto you. You know how we do. Let's get right into it for tonight. Tonight, the foundational text comes from John chapter 20, verses 19 through 28. This is John chapter 20, verses 19 through 28 from the NIV. It reads as following. On the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for the field of Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now, Thomas, also known as as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But they said, but he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them this time. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands? Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting 
and believed. Thomas' response to this was, Thomas said to him, My Lord, my God. My Lord, my God. In tonight's foundational text, Jesus entered the place where his disciples were gathered and finds them locked away behind closed doors for the fear of the Jews. In other words, they were living in fear. In other words, they were living in fear. Even though they each knew Jesus, each had a relationship with Jesus, here they were living in fear. Even though they each knew Jesus, they each had a relationship with him, here they were living in fear. Beloved, don't be ashamed to be living in a situation that has you fearful, even though you're saved. Beloved, don't be ashamed to be living in a situation that has you fearful, even though you're saved. Saved doesn't make you superhuman. Saved does not make you superhuman. Saved gives you access to God as your father, but you're still human. Saved gives you access to God as your father, but you're still human. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. That's John chapter 1, verse 12 from the New Living Translation. And what do most children do when they feel safe with their father? And what do most children do when they feel safe with their father? Number one, they confide in him. Number two, they think he's some kind of superhero and can do no wrong. They think he's some kind of superhero and can do no wrong, especially little girls. They look up to their father when the relationship is healthy. They look up to their father when the relationship is healthy. And you know what? It's okay for us to feel that way about God. Oh, yes, it is. It's okay for us to feel that way about God. He is a superhero that can do no wrong. Unlike your father, unlike my father, unlike everybody's father. God, our heavenly father, is a superhero because he can do no wrong. My father messed up, and I'm quite sure your father has messed up on some things too. But God, he is truly a superhero because he can do no wrong. It's okay to look up to him. It's okay to look up to him. In fact, the Bible encourages us to. The Bible says, lift up up my eyes unto the hills, for which cometh my help. And then it goes on to make it plain for those who may have missed it the first time, where true help comes from. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth, Psalms 121, verses 1 and 2, from the King James Version. As I was saying from tonight's foundational text, Jesus stepped off in that house, into that place where his disciples were gathered, locked away in fear, living in fear, and he spoke a word of peace over the atmosphere. He spoke a word of peace over the atmosphere. Nobody impresses me the way God impresses me. Nobody impresses me the way Jesus impresses me. That impressed me, the way he stepped off in there. Even though the doors were locked, he still found his way in there. And he got in there and he spoke a word of peace over the atmosphere. Jesus took charge of the atmosphere. Then he reminded them that peace is with them by saying, peace be with you. 
if you recall, this was not the only time Jesus had to speak peace in the midst of the, the in the midst of the disciples being afraid. If you recall, this was not the first time Jesus had to speak peace in the midst of the disciples being afraid. Remember in Matthew four, the disciples were fearful of a windstorm that had arose. So they went and woke Jesus up. He was asleep in another part of the boat. Remember that? If you know your Bible, I'm sure you remember that. Then he, Jesus, arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. Here it is again. Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. That's Mark 4, verse 39 from the New King James. So what is God saying tonight? That's important. What is God saying tonight? God says if you have little minor problems, if you have little minor problems, situations come up that are creating fear in you, creating fear in your home. God says if you have little minor issues, not not serious, because if, if it's serious and it's making you afraid, then you need to get out of the situation. But if it's just a little minor problem, a little minor situation that keeps coming up, that's coming up, that is creating fear in you, creating fear in your home, you know what you need to do. You need to take control of your atmosphere. When fear rises up, that's when you rise up and declare a word of peace over your atmosphere. When fear rises up, that's when you rise up and declare a word of peace over your atmosphere. Do as Jesus did. Jesus is always our example. We see here tonight in the text that he rose up and he spoke a word of peace over the atmosphere where the disciples were afraid. They were fearful. But he spoke a word of peace. He said, peace be with you. And that's what you need to do. You need to rise up and speak a word of peace over your atmosphere. Here's your example. Isaiah 25 and 3 from the New Living Translation. Read it. It says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Now take control of your atmosphere. Fear, I rebuke you. Get out of my thoughts. God has promised me perfect peace as long as I keep my mind fixed on him and I receive it. It is mine. Fear, I rebuke you. Get out of my house. I pay the mortgage here. I pay the rent here with God's help. Therefore, you cannot take ownership over this space. Therefore, you cannot take ownership over this space. Peace, the perfect peace of God, will reign in these walls. Peace, the perfect peace of God will reign in these walls. And you need to go from room to room declaring it. Take control of the atmosphere. Here's another example of how to take control when you're dealing with fear. Here's another example of how to take control when you're dealing with fear. Do not be anxious or worried. This is what the scripture says. Always stand on the scripture. Don't just start quoting anything. Always stand on the word of God. Always stand on the scripture. Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific request known to God. Somebody continue to make your specific request known to God. Tell him specifically what it is that you want. Continue to make your specific prayer request known to him. 
and the peace of God, that peace which reassures your heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus is yours. Not it will be, but it is yours. There's Philippians 4, verse 6 and 6 through 7. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 from the Amplified. And here's how you take control of the atmosphere. Fear, I rebuke you. You will not cause me to be anxious or worried, but I choose to give it all over to God. And in return, he will give me peace, a peace that reassures my heart that everything is going to be okay. I know everything is going to be okay. Somebody, everything is going to be okay. You see, the devil can't stand it. He can't, no, 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 he can't stand it. He can't stand when you have a hundred and a hundred and one, a thousand and one reasons to worry. He can't, he can't stand that when you have so many reasons to worry, when you have a thousand and one reasons to worry, but you're walking around like everything is okay. It's just a piece of God, but he can't stand that. He cannot stand that. But wait, let's go back to tonight's foundational text, because whether you know it or not, fear was not the only spirit present in that house. Because whether you know it or not, fear was not the only spirit present in that house in John 20. Jesus came back a week later to deal with Thomas. Remember that he came back a week later to deal with Thomas and the spirit of doubt he he brought into the house. Jesus came back a week later to deal with the spirit of doubt that Thomas brought into the house. And some of y'all, you're living with people that are bringing spirits into the house. And you know that you need to know how to deal with it. You need this word on tonight. You need to know how to take control of the atmosphere. It's not by coincidence that you're listening on tonight, that you're tuning in on tonight. You need to know how to take control of your atmosphere. You see, Thomas just refused to believe that the other disciples had seen Jesus. He wouldn't believe it until he saw Jesus and the wounds he suffered for himself. Makes me wonder, and I have to tell y'all because, you know, I like to make you think on prolific fire. But it makes me wonder what Thomas had been through in his life prior to becoming a disciple that would cause him to doubt. It makes me wonder about what he'd been through before he became a disciple that would cause him to doubt. To not believe was told to him, but he had to see it for himself. Seems like Thomas had a distrust of people. Seems like Thomas had a distrust of people. Seems like he had learned seemed like he had learned enough in life. Seems like he had learned enough in life to know that people can and we are lied to you. Seems like Thomas had has had to deal with that lying spirit before. Many of us know about that, that lying spirit before, and people close to him. It seems like Thomas has had to deal with that lying spirit before and people close to him. Therefore, he was not so quick to trust or believe the disciples, which is understandable. As I said, we've all had to deal with a liar, deal with overcoming being lied to by someone we trusted, and the doubt that surfaced because of it. As my grandmother used to say, don't nobody know what goes on behind closed doors. Nobody but the ones who live there. She used to say, don't nobody know what goes on behind closed doors. 
nobody but the one behind closed doors tonight's message. Behind closed doors tonight's message. And somebody behind closed doors in the privacy of your own home, you're dealing with doubt. If you're honest on tonight, you're dealing with doubt. You don't know one way or the other. It sounds like a lie, but still. It sounds like a lie, but still. It sounds like something is off, but still. At this point, you're not sure. And like Thomas, you have your doubts, and you will have to see it to believe it. Like Thomas, you have your doubts, and you will have to see it to believe it. Example, for those of you dealing with doubt, remember, read the scripture first. Find your scripture that deals with what's going on in your house, and you read the scripture because you stand on the word of God. Don't just, just go stand stuff. And put my name in it. That probably says he told me to just take control of my atmosphere by saying da 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 da. No, I told you to stand on the word of God. Read, read, find your scripture that deals with what's what's going on in your house. Read it. The scripture for doubt for tonight is is James one five through eight from the New King James. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea. Driven and tossed by the wind, for let for let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Again, it's James one, verses five, verses five through eight, from the New King James. Now take control of your atmosphere. Doubt, I rebuke you. You will not have me looking like I'm unstable, not just unstable in some of my ways, but all my ways. I do have a sound mind, according to Second Timothy one and seven. I do control my own thoughts. I will not allow you doubt to creep in and toss me mentally to and fro. I am capable of making a decision. So I'm not saying I'm capable of making a decision and sticking to it. I will have peace, maintain peace, peace be with me, as Jesus said. And I will trust God to make sense of everything else. And I will trust God to make sense of everything else. Somebody, you need to say that and get it in your spirit. And I will trust God to make sense of everything else because you have your doubts and you don't know what's going on. You don't know what to think. Just trust God to make sense of everything else. Therefore, doubt, you don't win, not again. This cycle you and I have been on, it ends. It ends. It ends tonight in Jesus' name. But, love, I want you to do that with every, everything you're feeling behind the closed doors of your house. Whatever's going on in your house, if it's not a major situation that's threatening your life, but it's causing you fear, causing you doubt, causing you to feel however you feel, you feel lied to or whatever, this is how you deal with it. I want you to find your scripture and stand on it and then take control of your atmosphere. You got to call it out and you got to deal with it by standing on the word of the Lord. Again, I want you to I want you to do that with everything that's going on behind the closed doors of your house. Whether it's fear like the disciples in tonight's foundational text was dealing with, whether it's doubt. You doubt some things, you doubt some people, you doubt some situations like Thomas, or perhaps you feel lied to. Or you have a history of being lied to, whatever it is. You need to take control of your atmosphere. 
I want you to find a scripture. Again, I want you to find a scripture or scriptures that fit that emotion, fit what you're going through, fit fit what's going on in your house. Read it, and then take control of your atmosphere. Take control of your atmosphere. Peace be with you. And if you need me to assist you further in finding the scripture and take control of your atmosphere, guess what? You don't even have to do it. If you feel like you can't do it, reach out to me out and tell me a little bit about what's going on. You ain't got to tell me everything. Just a little bit about what's going on, and the Holy Spirit will lead me to the scripture, and I will take control of the atmosphere for you. How about that? If you need that, you need further assistance, you can call me at 865-408. Eight six nine zero. And if you don't want to be the first person to make the call, text me and I'll call you. The number is eight six five four zero eight eight six nine zero. With that being said, this concludes tonight's message. I pray that you got something out of it that you needed. But I truly believe that if you tune in on tonight, this is what you needed. God had you here for a reason. He knows you need to take control of your atmosphere. Get that fear out of your house. Get that doubt out of your house. You feel lied to, get them spirits out of your house. People come by your house, they, they drop off spirits. Get them spirits out of your house. If you need prayer or Bible-based consultation, you can call the same number that I just gave. Again, it's 865-408-8690, or you can email prolificfire at gmail.com. Again, it's prolificfire at gmail.com. However, if you're on the phone lines right now via Block Talk Radio and you know you that, that you need prayer, but it's unrelated to what we just what we just talked about, what the Lord just brought his word about, what we prophesied and prayed about, what we declared over the atmosphere. If you know it's something different that you need prayer about on tonight, don't be shy. You can pick up the phone and we can deal with it right now. Here are the rules, the phone rules. Nothing has changed. I know I took a month off. The Lord blessed me to rest. Thank you, Lord, but the phone rules are still the same. Get your prayer request in your head and press 1 on your phone. Get your prayer request in your head and press 1 on the phone. Press 1 now on your phone. I will call out your area code, nothing more. I'm just calling out the area code to let you know that I'm talking to you. Because I can't see your name, so I got to call out your area code to let you know that I'm talking to you. I will call out your area code and nothing more. But wait, wait, wait until you hear me say hello. That's, that's important. Wait till you hear me say hello and properly greet you before you start talking. That way not only will God hear your prayer request, but I will hear it too and proceed accordingly. Now I'm going to give you a few minutes to decide whether you're going to get prayer on tonight or or if you're going to reach out in some other kind of way. And I'll be talking to you later. It's your decision on that. But for right now, I'm going to give the announcement. And I'll come to the phone lines at the end. Now the announcement. If you need this ministry's PayPal or Cash App info, you can access the PayPal by going to paypal.me slash prolificfire. That's paypal.me slash prolificfire. Or you can cash out prolific fire, the ministry's name, prolific fire, the dollar symbol, and prolific fire. The P in prolific is capital. The F in fire is capital. If you see a cash app that has a sword, fire with a sword with some fire coming out of it, that is Prolific Fire's official logo. And I added my name to it, too, so, so you would know that you have the right cash app. 
as usual. You can find me on Twitter at Prolific Fire, on Instagram at Prophet Stacy, by your ministry Facebook page. Also, check out ProlificFire.com. I'm going to be doing some some extra things on ProlificFire.com as soon as the Lord tells me what to add to the website so that I could be of greater service to you all. So look out for that on ProlificFire.com. Now, if you don't get your prayer request in on tonight or you don't reach out to me any other kind of way, your next opportunity will be with my sister in ministry, Prophetess Pay, this coming up Friday. Join Prophetess Pay for prayer and encouragement. God is always in the midst, so join her for prayer and encouragement Friday night. 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. By calling the number that many of you call tonight, 347-426-3782. Your prayer request will be taken then too, so call in. Then join me, yours truly, back here on Prolific Fire. Same nighttime and place for, for another word from the Lord. And for those of you that don't know the the ministry, this ministry, business statement, and you're wondering how come that woman is always talking about real life issues and getting all in my business. Well, that's the way the Lord has anointed me because this ministry's business statement is Prolific Fire, seeking to help you where you hurt, which simply means we deal with real issues. Using the Bible as a reference, always using the Bible as a reference, nothing else, using the Bible as a reference. With all of that being said, I'm about to come and check the phone lines to see if anybody desires prayer on tonight. Once again, thank you, everybody, for taking the time to be with me on tonight. Okay. I see that nobody pressed one, that there are no live prayer requests on tonight, but I gave you all the info. You can reach out to me in private, or you can reach out to my sister through through Faith on the Line this Friday. Either way, we'll see you then. God bless. Good night, everybody. <laughs>